0: Hello, this is Saul Gonzalez, lead pastor of Lifehouse Church, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you so very much for joining us today. I believe that through this message, God will encourage you, challenge you, and better yet, change you. For the glory of God, and for the purposes God has called you, enjoy this message.
1: Come on, can you give God a hand today? Really quick, I love to always welcome our first time guests. So if this is your first time here, come on, let's give it up for our first time guest today. We hope you feel at home and hopefully you felt comfortable. And we're just glad you're here. You could have been at any other church, but you decided to be here with us. And for that, we are so, so grateful. So really quick, we're gonna jump into our sermon series that we've been on for the last three weeks. Pastor Saul Gonzalez, our lead pastor, is not here. He's enjoying a well-deserved vacation. But really quick, can we make some noise? Can it up for our lead pastor? Really quick, come on, make some noise for him. He's probably watching online. If you're watching online, we say thank you for being here. Thank you, can you chat wherever you're at? Let us know where you're at and we're just glad you're with us, but we're on our sermon series entitled You Got What It Takes. How I many of you got a, a sermon series outline? You guys got it right in your hand? Hopefully the ushers. If you didn't, you can raise your hand. Maybe an usher can come by and give you one. But we believe it here, taking notes is important. So keep your hand raised. Go ahead. You just keep your hand raised and an usher will come up and we'll give you um, an outline. But we believe it is important to take notes and participate. Um, a quiet church is a dead church and none of us are dead here, right? Right. <laughs> There we go. So you can, you can talk back. We can have some, some feedback. It's okay. Don't think you can come up all the way up here, but we can talk a little bit and just interact with each other. But you got what it takes. We believe you all have what it takes. And what is that it factor? We've decided to focus on the it factor is the one and only Holy Spirit. We believe as believers, we are empowered with the Holy Spirit to do great things. The same power that rose Jesus from the grave is the same power that's available for us. Amen? And we believe it's, it's there at free of access as a believer. And today, we're, we're focusing on challenges or suffering. Uh, we wanted to title this message, Handle the Pain, um, but we didn't. We just stuck with that. But really quick, with a raise of hands, how many of you love to suffer sometimes whenever you work out like whenever i work out um and there's a little bit of muscle like i like to push into it anybody weird like that too just just me how many you like to suffer raise your hand so i guess this message isn't for us today um i was no but but check this out everyone in this room Raise your hand if at some point in your life you've suffered, whether a physical injury, a mental injury, emotional. We've all suffered. We've all gone through it. And you know what? That is part of life. Hard times will come, and we will suffer in this life. Some of you are probably suffering this morning because you'd rather be at home getting ready for some football, and that's okay. Uh, it's fine. Uh, some of you are going to suffer because for the next few months, you're going to be like, man, I want to watch the game. <sighs> I'm rooting for my Raiders. My Raiders play today. we yes. uh, go!" Yes. I don't think I've ever had that ovation right away, so I appreciate you, brother. I feel the anointing on us. <laughs> but for those of you who love football, I want to use a really uh, a football anal- analogy. And, and, and how many of you know that football is a contact sport? anybody play football in school just for fun. But, but if you've played, you know, no matter what, you're going to get hit. It's, gonna, it's a part of the game. If you don't want to get hit, maybe you should go play another sport. I was going to name another sport, but I'm not going to because I don't know if you like that sport. But football is a very, very physical game. And there's a player by the name of, of Alex Smith. He got drafted by the 49ers. Any 49er fans? That was really loud. All right. He got drafted in 2005 and, and he was drafted first overall and he was gonna be the future of the future Joe Montana or Steve Young to replace the era of quarterbacks. And, and he had a solid eight years, ups and downs with new coaching. But after his eighth year, um, during one of the games, he ended up suffering a concussion. And as he suffered the concussion, protocol is you can't play the next game. So, so they were doing well, they're, they're going on to the playoffs, they have a strong team. He gets hurt, he's like, you know what, well you have to sit out, so you can, you can you only imagine what he's going through. He sits out, <clears throat> and a replacement comes up, and his name is Colin Kaepernick. You guys know who Colin Kaepernick is? Those, it's because you guys read your Bible all the time, so you guys don't know full. But Colin Kaepernick ended up having an amazing year. So good that they ended up making to the Super Bowl and making playoffs. And the following year, the San Francisco 49ers decided to say, you know what, Alex Smith, we appreciate you, but we're going to trade you. And he got traded to the Kansas City Chiefs. Any Chiefs fans? Thank you. Praise God. I knew this house was good. He got traded to the, the Kansas City Chiefs. And in there, he's playing. He's a pro bowler. Um, the year is 2017, and things are looking good. He's on a roll. He's doing great. The last game of the season, bench him to be well-rested for the playoffs. They have the playoffs coming on, and what happens is they, they let the backup rookie take some snaps in, and that rookie's name now is Patrick Mahomes. He ended up becoming the franchise of the team. So he ends up playing the next game for, for uh, the playoffs, but they didn't make it, they lose. So, what does Kansas City decide to do? You know what, Alex Smith, we loved having you here, but we're going to trade you to another team. And he gets traded. He gets again replaced by a great quarterback uh, who does great things. They won a Super Bowl. Awesome. He gets traded in 2018 to the Washington, at the time, football team. Now the Washington Commanders, formerly known as the Washington Redskins. And he gets traded there. So he's like, all right, I'm back. I, I've made, been a Pro Bowl. My, my season's going to go good. He goes on. And November 18th, 2018, he suffers an injury. And although his season's looking good, he suffers a, a really graphic injury. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna show you the injury. So bef- if you are a little weak of stomach and you can't see, I suggest now maybe turn away, start praying to God, whatever you gotta do to not watch, but we have this video clip, I believe we do. He hurt his right leg. And there goes Alex Smith
0: down at the 40 yard line, Kareem Jackson.
1: Alex Smith is down. You'll see it in slow-mo a little bit. The blitz.
0: Nobody blocked him up to the front side. This is what happened to Alex Smith. We'll be back.
1: Horrible injury. But it's part of the game. It's gonna happen. He had to sit out and he didn't play football. That's life. We're going to go through some trials. We're going to experience some suffering because hard times will come and we will suffer in this life. We we have to realize that we live in a sinful world, so, so it's not perfect sunshines and rainbows. It's a reality of things will happen and things will come. But as we said in the previous song, but our foundation Our hope should be on Jesus and relying in the Holy Spirit. And I want to believe that hard times can make us stronger. Hard times will develop your character. I have two beautiful kids, Grace, she's four, and we have Jeremiah who's asleep right there in the anointing of God. He's two. And imagine if I gave them everything they wanted. Imagine no matter what, they wanted this, they wanted that. Whenever there's a trouble, I did all the work. I allowed, I, I made sure nothing happened to them. In their eyes, Papa would be the greatest, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure in their eyes, I'm still the greatest. But, but that wouldn't help them for anything. If anything, that'd make them feel entitled. That would make them maybe be a little selfish, snobby, and thinking the world belongs to them. But I, as a parent, I have to be willing to, to let them go through some struggles. Obviously, I'll take care of the big ones, but life is going to happen. And that's what we want to talk about this morning, church. And I hope you're with me. Our our context, our our verse that we're going to be on is is on Romans 5. So if you have your handouts, you can read along. If not, we will have it up here. But Romans 5, and I believe we're focusing on 3 and 5, but I want to read verse 1 and 2 really quick. And it says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom... We have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Here we go, verse 3. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out unto our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Perseverance produces character. And with character, we have hope and it's all the process of suffering. I don't know where you're at in life. You may have been suffering some really hard times And if there is a scale, I guess some suffer more than others. And we don't have all the answers. Yesterday, one of my friends lost his grandmother. So he's going through a suffering moment of why. It happens. We're not going to minimize it and act like we don't care. Those are things, but they will build us. And we believe, as the word says, with suffering comes perseverance. And it builds our character. And it gives us hope. And as we're in this series, of you got what it takes, we focused on the book of Acts. And the book of Acts, as pastor covered it, um, we, we, there's things, many things are going in the early church. Some fantastic things are going. And in Acts 1.8, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We're empowered by the Holy Spirit. If you're a believer of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is in you. And you got what it takes. It it may not show at the moment, but trust me, it is there. It is there. Just like maybe a six-pack is under here somewhere. The Holy Spirit is in you. You may have to layer some things. You may have to go through some suffering and and, and some, some dark moments, but I believe that God wants to walk with you. But not only God, we believe that you should walk with people. We, we believe life shouldn't be done alone. It is a reason why we push so much with Life Groups. And we're starting Life Groups next month, and we've kind of done an upgrade. How many of you enjoy an upgrade on your cell phone and your plan? Well, we've done an upgrade on Life Groups, and we believe it's gonna be better than ever um, with your help and your participation. So if you have more informa- if you want more information on Life Groups, quick plug-in. Outside, there'll be a booth, and you can connect with one of them uh, to join a Life Group. But it's meant to be life. Life is meant to be done with people. Leads us to our first point, and then you got what it takes. Being empowered by the Holy Spirit may lead you to suffering. We're not going to go around it. There's no sugarcoating. We're going to have to go through suffering. The early church did it, and we will continue to do it, and the people after us will continue to do it. That is life. Suffering is part of our Christian walk. Jesus tells us to take up our own cross. Take up your own cross and your own burdens, right? We we see that, that the Spirit of God even led um, Jesus to suffering as he went to go fast for 40 days. There was suffering there. He obviously suffered in his passionate purpose to die on the cross for you and I. So if Jesus went through it, we're gonna go through it as well. But we believe that the Holy Spirit will give us joy in those difficult moments. In those hard times, it's not good for us to just stand there and complain like, oh, my God, my life is so hard. It's so tough. I understand it. It probably is. I don't want to minimize it. But complaining will get you nowhere. Crying about it is not going to do much good. I mean, we could cry together for a season. I'll be there for you. But sooner or later, we have to get over that and find our purpose and what God is calling us to do. And we see that in the early church in Acts 5, as we talked about it, the apostles are doing some amazing things. Um, Peter is is healing people just by his shadow. Like it's going great. People are coming to know um, the Holy Spirit being impacted and just transforming lives, casting out demons. Um, All things are happening great, but opposition comes. Everything is not perfect forever. And it says in that same chapter of 5, in verse 40, it talks about the apostles doing so great things, yet, in verse 40, it says, they called the apostles in, and they had them flogged. For those of you who don't know what flogged means, is it's pretty much they got whipped. They got beaten. And it wasn't like just the, the chancla or the belt, like... No, it, we're, we're, we, we never want you to talk about Jesus, so we're going to do all we can close of killing you to make sure this never happens again. Can you imagine? Like, we're, we're casting out demons, we're doing, performing miracles, and, and now we're getting punished for this? Like, God, where are you at? Why is this going on? You called me for more. Why, why am I suffering at this moment? Scholars say that for, for those types of whippings, they'd get 39 whips. So can you imagine the, 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 the apostles just walking out with, with, I'm sure, blood in their back. tormented, just beaten. And what do they do? We see it in verse 41. Rejoice. Rejoice them because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name of Jesus. It wasn't like God. Why is it was like. Yes, like, I, I'm worthy. I, I, th- this, is, this doesn't compare to what God has done in my life. It doesn't compare to what Jesus has done in my life. And this is oh, worth so much more. And, and we'll continue. And then it goes on and says, rejoicing because they have been counted. And 42, day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stop teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. They, 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 they saw that, they knew that suffering was coming, and, and they knew it was coming, but what they decided to do leads me to my second point. In the midst of suffering, the Holy Spirit will give you peace and joy. It, it's all in our perspective. We can all sit here and be like, man, this place is so old and ugly. It just, uh, the speakers don't even match, the, the carpet's weird. Like it, but yet yeah, someone else can walk in, man, look at this place. Look at how awesome it is. Look at how great the worship team did. They did great, by the way. Yes, they did. But it's all your perspective. How are you looking at things? Are you looking at them as as a point of complaining? Or or are you allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you in this suffering? Because we believe that in the midst of suffering, the Holy Spirit will give you peace and joy. Peace and joy. In Acts 6. There's a, a new person in the Bible, and his name is Stephen. And Stephen is chosen uh, amongst other um, people that I can't really say their name, uh, but, but he, he's chosen, and he's, he's asked to, to be a, um, um, a deacon of the church and just help out with the widows and, and distribute. And, and I love how in verse 8, it describes Stephen this way. Now Stephen, man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, he goes, Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. He's performing great things all through the Holy Spirit. And then there it says that opposition arose. I'm going to break it down really quick. We're not going to go verse by verse, but but haters just started coming. People were just not in agreement to what, what he was doing, so they decided to lie, and, and they they they. They lied and they just said, no, you know what? We actually heard that, that he's doing things wrong and, and people arose and, and people started falsely accusing him. Can you imagine? You, you know what the consequence is going to be here. You're, you're saying these things about me. We, we know what happened to the apostles and disciples. This is going to happen to me. So in 11, says, they secretly persuade some men to say, we have heard Stephen speak blasphemy words against Moses and against God. So they stirred up people. They got the whole crew going, the whole people there, and and they they said, "He's he's, he's blaspheming, he's all over the place. And then 14 says, for we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will die, will destroy this place, and change the custom Moses handed us down. Here we go. 15. All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen. And you know what they saw? And they saw that his face was like an angel. Can can you believe the, the, uh, the peace and joy of the Holy Spirit was so heavily on Stephen that people even saw him differently? Isn't that something when you're going through a certain situation in life and, and you're like, man, I don't know why this is going on, but people are like, man, how do you do it? But what, what's going on? I'm sure some of you have been asked, how do you allow that? That is allowing peace and joy to take part of this suffering because it's going to happen, right? But we have to allow the Holy Spirit to give us the peace and joy. How are we showing? How are we an example to people? When, when, when hard times come, do we just sit there and just complain over and over? Do we just have a pity party? Like, man, my life is so hard. And then people start knowing, you, man, all that person's going to do is complain. You know, some of you thought of someone right, right then and there. And maybe you're asking God, you know, I don't want to be that. And I believe there, there, there is hope for all of us. And I believe the more we spend time with the Holy Spirit, the more he allows us to be like him. Which leads to my third point. Second point is, in the midst of suffering, the Holy Spirit will give you peace and joy. My third point is, in the midst of suffering, the Holy Spirit will give you courage and compassion. You need both of them together. It's like Michael Jordan and Pippen. It just ketchup and mustard. It needs to be together. Because we all know people who are courageous, but so rude. Oh, I'll speak my mind. I don't care. I'll tell them exactly how it is. I I don't know if that's the Holy Spirit's way. I I don't know if that's the way we're meant to be courageous, to tell people and offend them and make them feel guilty. And I understand we have to have courage for things. But here's the key. Courage and compassion. It changes you. You have to have courage. As I talked about Alex Smith, his injuries, his bad luck, he, he could have dealt in that. If you didn't know, he, he ends up having to have surgery on his leg. And as he's having surgery, um, he ends up building a bacteria in his leg. It makes his foot black. And, and, and they're telling him, we're gonna have to amputate this leg. There's no way we're gonna go around it. I, we don't know how this happened, but unfortunately they did it. And they had to do different surgeries and they had to cut down his, his leg. I, I'm not gonna show pictures, but it's really graphic of, of you can see his bone. And they had to get the tissue from his hip to fully put it on. And they're like, you know what? You're not even gonna be able to walk. We can't do this. They had to bring specialists. And those specialists were the ones who helped um, in the armies when someone gets bombed and they lose a limb. Those doctors had to help him. That therapy session had to teach him how to walk again. He ended up having to have the courage to do that. But in the meantime of having courage, he was able to have compassion for these wounded warriors. He was able to to, to help and just walk and realize, man, I don't have it as bad as some of these people really do. And later on, we see that on... On August 2020, he was able to not only come back and walk, but he was able to play in an NFL game. And he was able to overcome that. He retired that year. He ended up winning um, a comeback player of the year. But it, it takes courage. We have to have compassion. We see Stephen in that moment being accused of this, and they saw the angel, the face of an angel. He could have just said, as they asked him, Is this true? He could have said, Nope, it wasn't me, and I'm good. He could have walked away. But now he had courage. Not only did he say and call them out on their hypocrisy, called them out and started speaking scripture into them and, and what happened with Moses and Abraham. And he went through, through the all scripture telling them that the things of, that we've done wrong and how we can better and how we're rejecting the Messiah. He tells them he has the courage. It's not like he sugarcoats it. He's like, oh, well, maybe you guys can change. No, he's like, you need to change. You need to repent. You need to move forward. He says, you stubborn people, you are heathens and are deaf to the truth. Must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? That's why your ancestors did what they did, and so do you. In verse 55, it says, but Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, glazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and saw Jesus standing in a place of honor at God's right hand. And as he says that, he sees, he sees Jesus. It makes them even more mad. What do you mean? This guy's crazy. This is a mob of people. It says that they dragged him out of the city. Can you imagine we're here, right? We're at the edge. Someone coming in, dragging me. Dragging a grown man, whoever, five, ten, twenty, fifteen 20, 15 people came by. They dragged him through the streets. I'm pretty sure they beat him. They're like, you're, you're, you're blasphemous. You're, you're just the worst. What are you doing? And, and they took him to the outcourts of the city. And they stoned him. There's stories like Alex Smith have happy endings. And then there's also other stories that aren't so happy. It says that he got stoned to death. Can you imagine... You're doing everything for God. You're do, everything's going great. You're suffering. Yes, you're getting beaten. Now you're at the point of, I'm going to die. The reality is, these men are going to kill me. They're beating him. They're grabbing rocks and they begin to stone him, throwing rocks. Man, it's not like they're playing, you know, little. No, they're trying to kill him. And in that time, he's going through that. That place, but he has a compassion. Even knowing he's about to die. Knowing this is it. I'm going to count it worthy to live for Christ. He fell to his knees and he shouted, Lord, don't charge them for this sin. Don't, don't hold it against them, God. Find a way to, to, to still have compassion for them. Find a way to just still love them, even though they're, they're killing me and, and I'm about to die. But if, if they can find out who you are, it is all worth it. Courage without compassion doesn't change. I mean, courage with, with compassion changes things. It makes things different. I really believe, I, I heard a quote and it says, Christians have a hold on the Holy Spirit but the Holy Spirit should have a hold on you. I-, I believe we walk around with the Holy, yeah, I got the Holy Spirit here, but I'm going to tell it what to do. I got the Holy Spirit here, but I don't know if I'm going to go to church today. You- wait, wait what I say. I have the Holy Spirit, but uh, I don't feel like telling that person about Christ. I have the Holy Spirit with me, but the music's too loud. I have the Holy Spirit, but imagine we live a life that says, Holy Spirit, where are you taking me? Can I just do what you've called me to do? What is it that you have me doing today? How can I love and have compassion over my brothers and sisters, over those who even don't believe like me? You you know we're called to love those who don't believe like us, right? We're, We're still called to love. Regardless of political views or whatever it is, your agenda, whatever, we're still called to love. This morning, I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to get a hold of you. Can we be a church that really relies on what the Holy Spirit is doing? Can we be a church and of people that just say, you know what? It's it's not that I take you with me. I go where you go. Right now, we're going to worship and we're going to sing that song again. Firm foundation. And rain's going to come. Wind's going to blow in your life. Hard times will come, but can our firm foundation be Jesus this morning? Can we stand to our feet? For those of you who have the Holy Spirit in you, I'm grateful for that. But maybe this is your first time attending church and you're like, man, Saul, I don't know this spirit thing you're talking about, but, but I know there is something working in my life right now. I want to let you know that God loves you and he wants to meet you wherever you're at. This morning, he he is tugging at your heart, and and it's not because I'm such a great communicator. I truly believe the only reason something's happening in your heart right now is because the Holy Spirit is at work in your life. And maybe you don't understand it, but I want to reach out and send that invitation that today salvation can come in your life. Today, God is after your heart. So with every head bowed, Every head bowed. If today you want to make that decision, can I pray for you? Can I just love and, and, and be in this moment with you? I want to remind this is the greatest moment of your life. You're saying yes to eternity in a walk with Jesus. And it won't be easy because suffering will come. But I believe that the Holy Spirit will give you peace and joy, which will produce your your, 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 your character. And it will give you Courage and compassion. So with every head bowed, if you want to receive Jesus for the first time, can you repeat after me? Say, Jesus, we thank you for all you've done. I realize I am a sinner. I realize I do not have it all together. But I believe that you died on the cross for me. And today I choose to live a life for you. May I walk with you May your grace surround me. May your love overwhelm me. And may I live for you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, why don't we give it up for those people who did that?
0: Thank you so very much for joining us today on the Lifehouse Podcast. I pray and hope this message has encouraged, inspired, and challenged you to grow closer to God. If you would like to be a part of what God is doing here at LifeHouse, visit our website at LifeHouseChurch.com. That's LifeHouseChurch.com for more information or consider subscribing and share it with one of your friends and family. Thank you again for being part of our journey, your journey that will lead you to know God better, grow together and go serve and make a difference. Thank you again. God bless you. See you next time.